thank you for tuning in to Conroe United Pentecostal Church today. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to you. If there is ever anything we can do for you, please email admin at conroeupc.org. I'll share with you some things that I've experienced in the last little while. And um, obviously, you know, each of you know that Sister Smith and I are, are very solidly retired. One young man asked me, he said, you didn't go to... You didn't go to general conference? And I said, no. When I retired from pastoring, I retired from walking in those places. Amen. And, um, <clears throat> but we, um, we have been so privileged in the last few years since we settled in Lufkin to be, become a part of the Eastview Church there and, <clears throat> and to hear the preaching there that's unusual preaching. Very, very, very wonderful wonderful place to worship. But what I want to share with you by way of inspiration for just a moment tonight before I get into the little thought I brought with me is in the last little while, you know, we hear a lot of people talk about old-time Pentecost. Amen. Old-time Pentecost. And uh, some people, some people are by old-time Pentecost like some people by just old times in general. They say the best thing about the old times is they're over. Best thing about the good old days is they're over. Well, that's not the case with the house of God and the people of God. And I'm glad to tell you that God is moving in the land. I said he's moving in the land. Amen. And I have been privileged in the last few months to be in services where I saw God move like he moved many, many years ago. When we see wonderful altar services, but not only that, but when we see the entire congregation swept by the Holy Ghost. And Sunday morning altar services lasting two and two and a half hours. People refusing to go home for the midday meal because they want to just stay and linger in the presence of God. That's what's happening in many places. Oh, somebody ought to rejoice with that. I believe that's what God wants to do in Conroe. I really believe that. Amen. Oh, that's right. Give him some praise, everybody. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And you know, it's not the, it's not the powerful preaching and the, and the, and the, and the uh, renowned personalities that are bringing, is bringing this about. It's the, it's the people of God who have gotten hungry, 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 hungry for something substantial, something beside bad news. Amen. You know, it's almost arrived at the point in, 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 in our day that if you want to be an elected official, you've got to first prove yourself to be a criminal. Whoa. That went over like, I said, in our day, it seems like if you want to be a politician, you've got to prove yourself a criminal or dishonest or something. Oh, but I want to tell you something. God's word is as eternal as it says it is. Amen. And he said, in the last days, saith the Lord, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And I'm glad to tell you, I'm watching it where I live. Amen. And I know you're, you're having moves of God here. Amen. But there's more to come. Oh, yes, there's more to come. Amen. So I want to come to you tonight with just a very simple thought. Probably won't keep you very long, but it's a very, very important thing. And I want to preach to you a very simple subject called the gift of understandings. Before I forget it, it's good to see all of our old friends and, and 
Many of you are new friends because I don't know your names, but it's... <laughs> I was playing golf one day with a Baptist preacher, and he was talking about Alzheimer's, and he said, you know, Brother Smith, neat thing about Alzheimer's is you, you meet new friends every day. <laughs> so so if, if you know me and I don't know you, don't blame it on Alzheimer's. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I want to read to you a portion of scripture from the Gospel of Luke. If you want to stand for just a second, out of respect. And also, I'm honored that my son would trust his pulpit with me. And um, I always enjoy coming to Conroe and listen to him preach. And now listen to Trent, Pastor Trent. And now I understand Pastor Kayla's on the agenda. So, so, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I got to get to the Word of God. Come on, Amen. I want to read to you and talk to you about this simple little subject. I'm going to talk about the gift of understanding. Say it with me: the gift of understanding. In Luke's writing in the eighth chapter, <clears throat> starting with the first verse, he says, or it says, and it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the good tidings, the kingdom of God, and the 12 were with him. And certain women, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Shusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. And when much people were gathered together, and were come in, come to him out of every city. He spake by uh, by a parable. He said, "A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it." And choked it, and other fell on good ground, and sprang up, and bare fruit an hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, Hear that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And here is where I want to preach from tonight. Because our Lord Jesus answered that question very distinctly. He said, unto you, it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. And everyone said, God bless the reading of his word. Please be seated. This is the ages old beautiful parable of the sower. Never get tired of reading about it. <clears throat> it seems like no matter how many times we reread re- re- it, we seem to have a new thought come trickling out of it. And uh, such it was <clears throat> when I <clears throat> read again these passages of Scripture. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, uh, life is full of uh, mysteries and, and, uh, and com- confusions and and all kinds of things that, um, that we deal with, sicknesses and sufferings and disappointments and needs and all. You know, the list would be almost endless if you'd 
if, if, if you write it all down. But that's the, that's the composition. That's the fabric of life for the human creature. Amen. But, you know, I suppose I'm no different than any of us here tonight. But there have been numbers of occasions in my lifetime when I would meet someone and speak to them and, and talk to them. And uh, whether, whether it was about the Lord or church or whether it was about the car they were driving or whether about the house they're living in or something, but something just didn't ring right. It was like the lights weren't on. Yeah. Yeah, I had a dear friend. I'm a dear, dear friend. You could talk to him until you went, uh, 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 you lost your voice. And he'd look you square in the eye every now and then. And, and he wasn't hearing a word you'd say. And after about 30 minutes of you talking to him and telling him something, whenever you gave, when you took a breath and gave him a chance, he'd say, well, what about so-and-so? And I'd been talking about it for 30 minutes. Some people just are not somehow the circuitry don't work. Yeah, some of them don't, and 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 it frustrates you. But in reading this parable, Jesus had stopped, and the Bible said that there was a great crowd of people come out from all the cities and area around, and he named off some of the prominent followers, and uh, and and then he, he he told them this parable, and. And and then when he got through, his disciples, his followers, well, I got to stop here and say, just because you call yourself Pentecostal don't mean that you have the solution and answer to every problem that comes along. Amen. I'm afraid of that man that has all, all, everything in his place in life and no difficulties and no uncertainties. Amen. But his very disciples, the one that were his closest uh, 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 cohorts, they said, what does this parable mean, Jesus? Now, at this point in his ministry, amen, they had seen the miracles. They had seen Jesus' of power. They had seen him work. But he said, you know, uh, uh, what does it mean? And in verse 10, he said, unto you is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to others parables that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. Amen. Just recently in a, in a service in our church, I was praying with a, a gentleman, a very old gentleman. I, I would say he's as old as I am. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe even older. But he has made his way into our church in just the last few services or weeks. And, uh, and, and, and he, quite frankly, he's very elderly. And uh, uh, incumbent to, to being very elderly, sometimes you lose some of the hearing and sometimes you, you know how it is. And so when you take a look at this old gentleman, you would think, my, 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 he has waited a long time in life to pray. And so, <clears throat> but he, he kept coming. And, and he, he comes every service now, and he's coming to the altar, and it seems like it's always my lot to pray with him. Amen. And, and so, and praying with him, and he's sincere. He wants the Holy Ghost. Amen. But there's just something, there's just something that 
He does not grasp or something he does not comprehend or something uh, myself nor any other person that's involved in it is able to communicate to him. He just doesn't see some things. And the world is full of people. It doesn't uh, like that. It, it, it doesn't have to be church-related issues. It can be civil matters. It can be family matters. It can be, <clears throat> it can be uh, uh, monetary things. It, but some people just don't grasp. They just don't understand. Some people, you know, you pass these people on the street corner, and uh, they've all got a brand-new uh, mountain bike. And uh, the one today, my, 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 the one I'm, I'm surveying now, uh, watching him every time I go by that intersection, he's got him a very nice mountain bike, and he's got on nice uh, kind of uh, cutoffs and kind of something fancy, you know, got pockets everywhere. And, and you put something in the pockets, you ain't never going to find it till you wash that thing, you know. So. <laughs> and uh, and, and uh, today he's sitting on a something. With his iPhone out, doing Facebook with his little sign. Amen. You know, some people just never grasp the simple truths of just normal life and living. Some people just never grasp the simple idea that, you know, if a man, Jesus, uh, uh, the the apostle said, if a man doesn't work, he's not going to eat. The the world is well populated with people that have no intentions of getting themselves gamefully employed as long as they can eat without it. But, you know, uh, that, that same idea is applicable to people in the church. Amen. They, they, they enjoy the service. Some come and they enjoy the services. Some come and, and they're needing the bread and the fishes. They're needing healing. They're needing direction. They're needing restitution. They're needing their, 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 their family problems solved. They need some, some major something. Amen. But they just try as hard as they can try. They just do not grasp the basics of simple belief and faith. Now, this gift of understanding, amen, if, if applied, I believe, just basic gift of understanding, the, the flow and the forces of nature, it would solve a great percentage of marital problems. It would solve a great percentage of financial problems. It would was, it was solve a great many of social problems. If people could just somehow get a hold of and grasp the simple, beautiful gift from God of simply understanding the right and the wrong of circumstance. Amen. You know, I pastored many, many years, and I, I, I came to a conclusion about pastoral counsel. Oh, I'm sure that it's not 100% perfect, but it worked pretty good. I, I, I said it basically after many years of pastoring, people come and want to talk to the pastor, want to want a private conversation with the pastor. And, and now I'm talking about me. Okay. I'm not talking about brother pastor here or anybody else. I'm talking about brother Smith. They want to come talking to me. Uh, basically it, it, 
it got to the bottom line in my estimation. They came really, no matter what their problem was, they come basically for one of two reasons. First of all, they wanted somebody to take their side. Now, if it was family problems, they wanted to come out of my office the hero. Now, if it was money problems, they wanted to come out with money. Help them, Jesus. <laughs> you know, and if it was not that, that they just wanted somebody to listen to them, I mean, to, to take, take their side, the next thing would be they just wanted somebody to listen to them. I cannot tell you how well I become adept, adept at sitting in my chair with my eyes wide open and my mind asleep. Amen. Comes to my mind one night a telephone call I got late at night from a man that knew right. There's nothing I could tell him about what he needed to do. He knew it. He knew it. He knew it. Because God Almighty had given him the precious gift of understanding. And so he talked. And he talked. And he talked. And lo and behold, I slept. And I slept. And I woke up in the receiver. Well, this is back when we talked on the landline. You understand? This is back in Noah's day. <laughs> I come awake and the phone receiver was laying on my stomach. <laughs> and if my stomach was grumbling, he must have thought that was me saying, mm hmm, mm hmm. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know how long that man talked to my belly button. <laughs> Yeah. I'm glad to tell you that he's a great saint of God tonight. I'm glad to tell you. Amen. But you, you, you deal with people, amen, who have access to every blessing and every provision uh, and every asset that God makes available to every living creature. The gift of understanding. You don't have to be a, a, a college graduate to understand if you speed constantly, you're going to lose your driver's license. You can't do that but so many times. Unless you really come up with a good excuse, I'll tell you one if you want to know it. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not here tonight to impress anybody but to make a simple point. Amen. God gives us the most precious gift besides the baptism of the Holy Ghost is when he endows our minds and our spirit with the unbelievable precious gift of understanding. You know, I was listening in a car. I was listening to a, 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 some gospel music and, and a thought, believe it or not, I had a thought and <laughs> And it came to me, well, the background of this is that when I was a youngster at home, we had an old uh, True Tone uh, AM, FM radio. You couldn't get nothing on FM, it's just a little bit on AM. And it had a 78 RPM record player. You remember those? Well, bless you. And <laughs> glad I got some company here. And, and we had some old gospel quartet records. 
And there was one that I used to really enjoy listening to. I'd go in. My mama's living room was off limits. That, that was for visitation. That was for company. So <clears throat> they were folding French doors. She kept them shut. But the, the record player was in the living room back behind the door when you opened the door. So I'd go in there and, and get, get down on my knees, and I'd get that old record player going. And that old bass singer would sing, On your knees, you're taller than trees. And he would sing and sing and sing. And another one that I enjoyed listening to when I was a child, and this will really date me, is that prayer is the key to heaven. But faith unlocks the door. Anybody ever heard that? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a sweet old song. It came to me so clear, clear yesterday, thinking about that, that prayer without faith is just a request. Prayer without simple faith is just a request. But when you add the element of faith into that, in, into that equation, my Bible says that where two or three are gathered together, the Holy Ghost is going to be there. It says if you have faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, you can speak to the mountains, say, be thou removed into the ocean. My Bible still has that in it. Amen. But you can stand and talk to that mountain until people lock you up. Amen. But it's not going to move without the simple ingredient of understanding the importance of simple faith. So God gives every individual an opportunity. Amen. To, to have in his possession uh, the gift, the gift of understanding. And so... I, this is out of the book of Smith now for the next minute or two. But this is not towards the end of Jesus' earthly ministry. He's still very active. His disciples are still <clears throat> training and so on and so forth. And at this point, at this, this time in Jesus' ministry, I, I, I don't believe that the disciples were completely ready for the task ahead. I believe they were still. Well, I know one of them wasn't. You know, one, one very smart person said the other day, Jesus knew Judas was a thief, but he still washed his feet. You know, and so uh, these disciples, Jesus is teaching in, in such a manner with that parable of the sword till even I can understand it. He said, the word is the seed. And he sowed some and it hit the rocks, the wayside, and some the rocks. And some among the thorns, but there were some that fell upon good ground and brought forth an hundredfold. God give us the ability to understand. Amen. It's not how loud we sing. It's not how long we pray. It's not how much we profess our faith. It's the simple matter of uh, uh, do we possess an understanding of just what God can do. Under what uh, under under certain circumstances, you know. Uh, so the questions are in the minds of these people that are here and that heard Jesus that day uh, give that parable. But time passed, and uh, <clears throat> time passed in Jesus' ministry and his his earthly ministry. And the time came <clears throat> when when uh, the crucifixion was a real thing. He had been crucified. 
Judas had, and Judas had betrayed him. Peter, Peter had cursed and denied him three times. And so he's buried and he's resurrected. And the Bible said he was known and seen of some over 500 people after his resurrection. And so then in the 24th chapter of Luke's gospel, the writer takes us to the mountain where Jesus ascends from. And he's got his remaining disciples there with him. And in verse 46 and 47, I believe it is, he he looked them in the face and he said, fellas, he said, these are the words that I spake when I was yet with you, that the prophecies might be fulfilled. And then he did for those disciples the most wonderful thing that can happen to a person that you can imagine. And that he said, then he opened their understanding. Sometimes you don't understand why God does things the way he does it. Sometimes you don't understand why they're suffering. Why innocent people suffer. Sometimes children fall victim to incurable diseases and and we see their pictures and and so forth and their their hair loss and you know and they're pale and just little old innocent children five or six seven eight years of age sometimes we look at those kind of situations and we say oh god i don't understand that but i've come to tell somebody tonight no matter what your issue is no matter how un- unbelievable it is and no matter how how instrumental that is amen we don't always understand god's ways but if we are baptized not only with the Holy Ghost, but with a good active gaze of, of the gift of understanding. We can say, nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Not my will, Lord. And in, the, in an overwhelming cloud of, of depression, of, and in an overwhelming cloud of, 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 of confusion, uh, and in an over, uh, in a cloud of heavy cloud of suffering and sickness, uh, amen, if you've also been baptized with a wonderful gift of understanding, uh, you can raise your feeble voice uh, in the darkest of the night uh, and say, blessed be the Lord my God. Amen. His name is forever praised. And I will serve him to my last breath. Amen. The precious, precious gift of understanding. There's been times in my life I didn't understand things. I don't know why it comes to my mind as vividly now as I speak, but let me take you back a number of years. God had been blessing us. Our church was growing. We were building a new facility. At the same time we were building a new facility, we were building a daughter work over in the city of Beef Hill. Just everything going good. And, and one Sunday, the wind changed direction. You know, it was just day and night from the end of morning service till church time that evening. The whole, whole Situation changed. And this one individual <clears throat> comes storming in my study that evening and made some accusations and said to me, 
You are the poorest excuse for a pastor I've ever known. I didn't think it, but I thought, well, you're probably about that bad as a saint. I didn't understand all that. I hadn't done anything to those individuals. But, but, but as I said, we were in the process of, of building two facilities. We were stressed, like, like the apostle said, I'm in a strait. I was in a strait. I didn't know whether to pay the bill that was two months past due or one that was three months past due. You know, we just had stress on us. And so I, I just, I, I didn't understand all that. But now years passed and I look back at that. I look back at that. It's pretty rough. It, it wasn't all rough. Uh, you know, we, we, were, we were needing money the next day at the bank. We had a big note due. And that night, this was a number of years ago, when a dollar was a little more valuable than it is today. And that night, 30 minutes after, after that ugly scene, that church laid $5,500 in cash in the offering pans. Yeah, it's not a, you know, that's not by today's standards. That's not no whopping thing, but it was pretty important back then. And there I am, I, I'm beat down. I, I'm, 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 I'm wounded. I'm, 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 I don't know what to do. All I know to do is cry out to the Lord. <clears throat> and things progressed and it ended up very ugly, but <clears throat> we survived and as time passed, I looked back at that such ugly, ugly, ugly situation for which I could find no justification for. And I realized that it was one of the kindest things God had ever done to me to let me see, to let me understand really what I was dealing with. Oh, I want to tell you something. I treasure, I treasure this gift of understanding treasure it. When your children are in problems, when they have problems and your married children are, 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 are facing difficulties and, and, and you, because you possess this wonderful gift of understanding, you know that you can't, you can't spend more than you take in. You know that. That's, you know, I guess, you know, and so you grieve and you, you lose sleep and you pray and all of that. But still somehow, amen, there has to be a process there has to be a growth process in the minds of those, those children till they mature and they realize the errors of the error of the ways. Because all of a sudden, amen, by the divine mercy of the hand of God, amen, somehow truth and somehow right and somehow understanding creeps in into that brain, that spirit, and, and they understand. It may be on a Sunday night church service and an altar service when, when you've been praying until you almost lost your voice, or when you fasted until your clothes hang off of you, amen, and on and on and on and nothing changes. But then one Sunday night and just a quiet little service, the pastor says, let's all come up around the altar and pray just a little bit, and boom, there it is. God opens a mind, under a mind and they comprehend, amen, and some things that so are so simple because you see living for God is not all about spirit hello living for God is not all about talking in tongues living for God is knowing how to get along with those under your roof 
living for God is understanding. Amen. Understanding that you're not perfect. Understand that they're not perfect. Amen. The only perfect one was Jesus himself. And so I believe, this is, this is out of the book of Smith, and I believe the most wonderful thing that God can do for a human being besides forgiving his sins and filling him with the Holy Ghost is to plant down in the fiber and the fabric of his soul a deep God-inspired understanding of what it takes to get up in the morning, put your clothes on, eat your breakfast, hit the streets, go to your job, whatever you do, amen, with an understanding that God has got it all in his hands. God's got it all. How many times have we been in church services together? And I'm not going to belabor this much longer. I think I've made my point. How many times, how many multiplied hundreds upon hundreds of times have, have we seen individuals come in the house of God when the Spirit of the Lord is flowing? Amen. It's like a fog. It's almost like the Shekinah of the Old Testament. Just people being blessed and people worshiping and people people getting out of their 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 own zone and getting out of the box and worshiping in the aisles and 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 you know just and and some people just sit there and look, just look. You know what? I've come to believe at this point in my life that it's not because those people are not hungry. It's not because those people are not looking. It's not because those people are not searching. It's because they don't have the ability to understand. Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 23 says this. He said, he said, Oh Lord, I know it's not in the mind of man to know the ways that he should go. I'm telling you folks tonight, I, I value, I value with with all that's possible in my own personal life and my walk with God. Man, this gift of understanding. You know, when you possess that marvelous gift of understanding, sinner can walk in no matter, no matter how much, no matter how, how ruined they are, no matter how dirty, no matter how much you know about them. I'm just preaching simple things tonight, folks. But I believe I, I don't believe I've erred. I believe I've I believe I've brought you something. You know, people come in when you have this gift of understanding, Amen. Down in your soul, the the dredge of humanity can come in. The addicts, the alcoholics, the impure, the 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 the, the street walkers, they can come in, Amen. Yes, they may be unclean physically, and yes, they may need a, a good dunking, Amen. But when you're filled and endowed with this precious gift of 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 understanding, it it eliminates judging. You won't turn around and look at them and say, "God, I'm glad I ain't sitting behind him." Of course, I know I'm preaching to an elect bunch of people, and you nobody here would ever think that about anybody. I believe that. I believe you love the lost. But I'm just opening my heart tonight. I didn't come here to make you jump and run <clears throat> at all, but I just come to share with you <clears throat> there are problems, things in our lives that we don't feel like we don't have solutions for. But if we'll just be patient. 
and keep on praying and remind the Lord, good Lord, every now and then in prayer, Lord, I remember you gave me that precious gift of the Holy Ghost, but you also gave me that precious gift of understanding so that I won't judge my brother, so I won't criticize my brother. Yeah, yeah. So that I won't speak things that I should not speak. So, you know, because we're human beings. We're human beings. Most of us look at that our fellow saints and their lifestyles like we look at our children. We feel, most parents feel, most mamas feel pretty much at liberty when prissy little Susie comes trotting down the aisle and she ain't right. Something ain't long enough. Something ain't covered up. Mama usually feels pretty free to go to her and say, listen here. You weren't raised that way. You know better. Well, maybe she does, but maybe that gift of understanding. Because Jesus said, there's some people that hearing, they hear not. And seeing, they see not. God, my prayer tonight is so simple. If there would be anybody here with difficulty of some sort, Amen. You're struggling with it, fighting with it. Can't get it off your mind. I pray that somehow the wonderful presence of God, you know, the presence of God does not always, every time, manifest itself with a shout. Because we still have in this black back book or brown back book, (laughs) we still have that account of the prophet on the mountain. So depressed he wished he was dead. And he said, a strong wind come and clave the rocks, but it wasn't the Lord. And the fire came, but it wasn't the Lord. Until suddenly a still, small voice. Amen. One very salient point of what I'm preaching tonight is this. I mentioned about my friend who had had the habit of looking at you, shaking his head, but he wasn't hearing you. Yeah. We've all, we've all had that. Amen. But there's something to be said, something to be said for a person full of the Holy Ghost, amen, that has the ability not because of his flesh, not because of his education. Because I know a lot of bunch of educated people that don't. They, some of them can't walk and chew bubble gum. They're just mixed up. Why in the world would someone have so much education? Why would they drink themselves into oblivion? Why would they, why would they practice immorality if they had so much smart, so much education? Amen. <clears throat> it, doesn't, it doesn't compute. But, oh, there's something to be said for a child of God that has the ability to kneel before God or sit in the presence of the Lord in a church service with problems and turmoil boiling in your mind, boiling in your spirit. Amen. Amen. Flesh says somebody, somebody else will solve my problem. Somebody else will come to me and tell me. Somebody else will figure out what I need to do 
It's not going to work that way. The answer is going to come from within. Whenever God touches us with this wonderful, wonderful gift of understanding that it's not by might nor by power, but by his spirit, saith the Lord. You have a need in your life tonight? I want to tell you, God is here to take care of it. Not tomorrow. Not Sunday when pastor's back. No, he's here tonight. If you're interested in knowing, you remember the, the account in the New Testament of the Pool of Siloam, where annually, yearly, the waters were troubled. And he who got there first got down in the water, received their healing. Well, if you're interested in knowing it, the saloon, the pool of Siloam, the presence of God is boiling, even tonight. In an off night, pastor gone, and the crowd way down. You know, but... <clears throat> We are in his presence. Stand with us.